is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. Would you like us to assign someone to worry your mother? Hello, kitties. We are going to have a good time together. We are talking with The Raven's Age, which is a fun band, a fun little record. Uh, you missed out on the conversation. I did. I don't mean to rub it in, but just got to say this is like it's not like I had you muted and I don't want people to think that's what I did <laughs> no although I, mean, I should have you probably should have yes um but it was great and yeah I am I'm eager for them to come to the U.S. and he said they're working on it but okay good because then I can meet them and then right. I can they can be like why weren't you on the call exactly you were so much nicer than your co-host I don't think that's what they'd say uh, probably Really? I didn't I didn't completely embarrass us. So we got oh, that that's going good. for us. That um, good. Yeah, I have you been watching the Glastonbury stuff that's been coming out? No, uh, just well only Spark stuff. But I need to I might do that tonight after I get back from my dreaded Costco trip. Mm, there is a great just a picture online that I've seen multiple places of Paul McCartney filming Elton John's performance yes I've seen that which like is he didn't come out and play with them amazing. with anybody but like no. he's like I- I'm gonna want to watch this later it's just there as a fan yeah I love it it's amazing I um, bought Dave the the book his book Paul's book mm, it's really I, beautiful we actually just ordered it because my wife was listening to the Conan O'Brien podcast and he was on talking about it and she's mm-hmm. like I'm she said to me like do not listen to the interview until you have the book because she was just like furiously being like, I want to see this picture. She's like, there's so much where it's like Ringo smoking a cigarette. Okay. I can imagine what that looks like. No, but, but then there's other ones where you're just like, I need to see this. See, she should have called me. I could have shown them to her. I know exactly. Held them up. But yes. um, that should be here tomorrow. I'm very excited for that one. Um, I guess that's it. You got Elvis tomorrow. I and Nicolo, let's not sell him short. I know it's true, but you, you have the males. Tomorrow. I have the yes, I am. And the males are at the Beacon tonight, I which know. I now feel like is my theater. Like I feel I like I that. live there because I loved mm-hmm. it so much, and I stayed at the hotel. Yeah, it's weird, but well, it, and again, all loops back to the Almond Brothers. Yes, what was it? Two hundred some shows that they've played there. Yes, it's insane. Insane. And now I'm kind of regretting that I didn't see them at some point. I know, me too. And like, I, and I kind of want an Allman Brothers T-shirt. Hmm. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah. I in high school I had the Edie Peach shirt. Mm. Just because right. yeah, Peach. Exactly. Were you upset about being a nerdy kid that liked REM? What was that? Was I upset <laughs> that you were a nerdy arty kid who liked REM? uh no i was like that completely tracks yeah yeah i we should have interrupted him i was just like okay but like have you heard the second side of out of time alan right let's just right cut to the chase here yes don't tell me country feedback is not the greatest thing you've ever heard in your life (laughs) period end of sentence he said he came around i know i'll forgive but i won't forget no he's a good he's gonna be our our new friend yeah, I think we ask them enough. Maybe the fact that we started off with you being like the last story in the book. Is it's amazing. so good. It's, it is. It's But like, what better way to say to someone, I definitely read your book. I did. I read the whole thing. I finished it at 6 a.m. Uh, yeah. I, 
I read it through the night. I'd like take a nap and I'd get up and read it again. Cause I, I was like a hundred pages in and I had these 200 to get through and it was just getting good. Cause it, it starts yeah. a little bit like it's a, not slow, but it just, it, it sets its tone. Right. Yeah. And then it just takes off and then everything is so good. And there's that, like, again, when it comes to reading stuff, you can kind of read through things quickly and get the gist of it and keep moving. This one, I really felt like I wanted to spend the time in because yes, the number of strange backstage machinations of yes. everything. Well, we didn't even talk about all the Jimmy Carter stuff. Yeah, which I feel like even the documentary about him undersells right. the Almond Brothers. I agree. I and totally agree. Like with the trial stuff it's like he they kept him in the race right. like no question at all nope. and then the the stuff about him where you're just like this guy just seems like i always obviously liked of him course. and thought he was a good but right. like you just go this is above and beyond right like it's midnight come back to the mansion let's listen to some records together yes like that's we would amazing. absolutely be friends with Jimmy Carter it's amazing <laughs> I mean and the, then the fact that he's working Bob Dylan quotes into everything yes. it's just like dude you get it completely and then what the even the fundraiser where he was like I'm gonna keep this short like you yes. don't want to hear from me yes brilliant Congrats on the the record. Um, I was just listening to it. It's 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 a lot of fun. Thanks very much. Very glad you like it. Uh, what was it like? I mean, because you are this band Raven Age started with you, or you were the longest tenured member. What was that? It. Did you kind of think this was going to keep going this long? Has it just been? What is it that keeps you coming back and, and kind of putting together these guys and working with them? That's a good question. I think. I mean, to start with, the band was always, you know, real early stages of the band. It was just literally like a jam session between me and Dan, who's now our manager. And it kind of just, you know, it was just for fun. I think like the way most bands start out, you know, everyone, we play our instruments and we started writing some stuff and it was just a lot of fun. And we thought, let's get more guys involved and wouldn't it be great to play with an actual band? and alongside, whilst this was all building, we were writing songs, we were kind of thinking of ideas of the band's name and the story behind the band and building up all this kind of imagery and stuff. And we were like, wow, you know, it's getting excited as you do. Um, and it's kind of been slow. It, it turned into a band. We actually did our first show in February 2014. Um, and we ended up doing our first tour that year. And it kind of just snowballed and we just, you know, we, we got the bug for it, essentially. It's, it's just what we love to do. Um, I can't imagine not doing it, even let's say if the band were to say, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, we don't want to do this anymore. Like I, I would still be writing music and doing it because it's just what I love to do. Um, but the band has just become like, you know, it's become a bigger thing. And it's like a it's essentially like an outlet for for us all. Um, kind of see it as it's become like, you know, it is slowly becoming our job, but it's like it's still like a form of escapism to a certain extent. Um, 
you know, when we're kind of, when we're together playing, you kind of forget everything else. You're just in the moment. Same deal when in the creative process, when you're writing music, um, and the same when you're performing on stage. It's, you kind of, it's just a nice way to kind of to get, get away from everything, everything else, I think. Yeah. Well, it's interesting I, that you said that, you know, that it's still fun and coming up with this stuff. You still have these, you know, the on stage being really fun. It doesn't seem like that's always the case with bands, especially 10 plus years into their run. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can, like anything, I think when something turns into like work, it does ine inevitably you lose a little bit of that side of it because it's like it go from, okay, I want to do this to I have to do this. And that, that's kind of always what, what you're working towards. Um, really but it does have like a bit it is a bit of a double-edged sword because yeah when you go on tour for two months it's not it's not all fun and it's not easy it's it's really hard work and you do get tired and people get ill and it, all those things happen but at the end of the day we all still love music and we still love playing our instruments and i think whilst you're still whilst you're still enjoying it and it is still fun then then keep doing it you mentioned too early on coming up with you know artwork and names and stuff and the cover of this record is incredibly badass thanks <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's been you know almost on, on on par with the songwriting that's that's right from the, the imagery and what the kind of band name means has been something that we've kind of get excited about and sort of geek out to um you know we kind of created this rolling story a lot of people ask is it a concept album and it's not in in sense that each song has different conceptual meanings but the, the kind of concept is behind the band's name and the artwork um i don't know if you know this already but the raven age the, the band title is, is derived from the, the ravens of the tower of london um the legend is if, if, the, if the ravens are ever to leave or taken or fly away, then then the British Empire will fall. And yeah, we've kind of created this Raven King character who's the entire time we've hinted, hinted at it over the years, even in our first album, uh, Dance Will Rise, there's in some of the artwork pieces for individual songs, there's like a hooded figure kind of just in the background doing, doing not a lot, but you just kind of think, who is that? Who is that guy? Why does he keep showing up? Uh, next album we kind of is in the front cover you can, if you look close you can see a bit of a beak under the hood and we kind of just started introducing him and we thought third album it's enough teasing let's kind of go full frontal with with our Raven King and you know it, it's, it's all intertwined with the album title the idea is that he's he's making his way to the Tower of London to claim back his Ravens that are held captive and, and to take the throne essentially so that's what Blood Omen comes from amazing and the fact too that like you guys were able to play the long game with it and be like we're going to slowly introduce you to this world and, and put the stuff together that's really really cool yeah it's just i think it, it it's, it's another form of of art i guess it, it, you know it was, the songs are one thing and performing live and, and putting on a production is another thing and you know we just why not sort of make every aspect of the band 
fun and interesting and it's something that our, our hardcore fans really like delving into and finding out what's going on and what means what means this and what means that and um you know we've even we've like kind of created like a um we sat down with with well matty our bass player and adam our our um our artwork guy and sat, those two sat down like you know what would if if a ravens were trying to talk to each other how would they do it and they said well they'd probably leave markings so we come up with, with these kind of like runes as and they all have different meanings and they're they're on you know they're they're featured on the on on the face of of the Raven King, and it's just little things like that you start introducing. And funny enough, I actually got it tattooed on my arm. That's there you go. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. It means King. Um, <laughs> what better way to keep the bassist like in that. order? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just adding. It's just adding more and more pieces to to a story that you can kind of get your teeth into. Yeah, that's really really great. And then what was it like you bringing in um, Matt Hyde as your producer on this record and all the folks he's worked with? Was that something you guys have talked about doing for a while or did it just, how did he come on board? Actually worked with Matt Hyde on all three of our records, but oh, okay. that was, initially, yeah, when we first started working with Matt, that was exactly it. I mean, you know, we'd, he's built up a great name for himself he's worked with so many bands that we idolize and, and and stuff and we know what he can do um so we started working with him and we've essentially developed our sound with him um he's he's great in a sense that he's so he's so professional and he he, he totally gets what we want he has great ideas himself but like essentially we're a very hands-on band and he gives us the space to do that as well you know myself and mj our singer essentially go in and sit with him and and, and mix kind of on the spot until until we kind of get you know a sound that a sound that we're on this record we you know we were thinking okay it's time to kind of try and you know get the band to to, to take it up a notch maybe we should try going with a different producer and seeing if that helps get anything out anything any creative juices out of us we tried it and straight away we were a bit like you know after a sitting living with a couple of mixes for a few weeks I was a bit like i don't know if this is it feels a little bit forced i'm trying to like this but it doesn't sound like us so we just went you know what let's just let's just essentially stick with what we know and this work let's stick with matt because we've got something that works and no matter if it sounds the most up-to-date or the most polished thing out there, it sounds like us. And that was, that's kind of what we lost. So that's essentially why we went with him. And I'm assuming, too, after this much collaboration with him, that conversation and that, that collaboration has grown and deepened over the years and kind of being able to read each other's minds a little bit of what you're thinking. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, like as relationships develops it's just become it has just become easier and easier um i think he he knows how to get the best out out of us and not only that we've spent longer together as an actual band as well like this is only our second record with with mj a singer really we mm -hmm. put out a, like an interim album called exile um over the pandemic but 
when we first when he first joined the band in 2018 like all pretty much all the songs were written um me and him worked on on a, on a couple of songs but like we jumped straight in the studio it was like go 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 we need to record his album now and you don't sometimes it's good when you don't have time to think about stuff but you know it's after being in the band we've for so many so so many years now and just us all together you kind of end up knowing each other's strengths and, and you know this blood omen is definitely more of a collaboration and uh, i think that just kind of helps in general everyone's had a bit more input and it just ends up sounding more like us rather than like what you know you can sort of tell when one person writes all the songs kind of thing yeah does he who's holding whom back is sort of when someone's going which is the person being like oh let's do this we'll get the children's choir and we'll get timpanies and this will be great and the other one's going like i don't know if this is completely what we should be doing now or why don't we dial this back is there one of you who's just like going like let's you know take it to the end of the earth and yeah yeah that, i mean that immediately just makes me think of mj our singer <laughs> he's he's very much like a grandiose ideas guy um when it comes down to music whether it's the music music videos artwork anything like goes and like sit down and discuss ideas uh, it's the same sort of thing where we self-produce them really so from idea to sort of final thing we, we're very much involved in it but it, it often comes to me with an idea and we'll be like okay we're probably going to need about to make that work we probably need about 10 million quid or something <laughs> which is obviously not going to happen it's like so it's a great idea but we need to be realistic how are we going to make this work on our shoestring budget so <laughs> it's the same with songwriting as well and and, and or, or mixing anyway it's just you know has these crazy ideas and like okay it's kind of my job to be like okay that's good that's a great idea how can we make it happen <laughs> you enjoy that part of the process of that kind of like all right let's let's meet you halfway or you know like let's what is that like do you enjoy that kind of well, haggling because it kind of always yeah, I, I like I, I like having it's great having someone else to bounce off of and someone else coming up with with cool ideas. And then, but often I kind of tend to be like, um, I'm the the I'm the boring one. I'm the asshole who has to say, <laughs> oh, don't, let's be really really here. This is going to cost too much money and all that boring stuff. <laughs> but I mean the I, the fact that like. The idea of a band it's not a uh it, that it's a little more democratic that there is like everyone's bringing stuff in that's got to be great to have your plate kind of overflowing with you know versus the other way of like i got to carry everything and do it all together what's it like yeah exactly. what's Sorry. it been like uh well you've been out on the road recently and you're going out again this summer have you been playing some of these new songs or are you waiting till the record comes out before unleashing them yeah no we've actually been playing uh, a handful of new songs how many songs we've been playing we're playing five new songs actually so three of them we've had three singles out so far and we're playing two which people have only ever heard us play live so we've just um 
we, we've been out through it for a month already. We just got home. I just got home like two days ago. We're home for like a week. We have our album launch event on the 6th, uh, 6th of July in, in London, uh, like a brewery in which you're doing like a, a, a cool, like a, a bit of a different event, like a meet and greet acoustic show and some all, all sorts of cool stuff. And then we're back out on tour. Um, but yeah, no, it's been great. Like for us having the opportunity to play new stuff. Um, it wasn't just a case of, oh, let's just play new stuff because we're bored of the old stuff. But essentially we have, that album came out in, in March, 2019. We, we toured it a hell of a lot. And we did do some some shows supporting Maiden back then as well. And a lot of these people have seen that we didn't want to basically didn't want to copy and paste and just go, okay, let's do this tour from 2019 and and do it again. Mm-hmm. We wanted we felt it needed a bit of a, a refresh and an update. So yeah, we've it's, it's kind of like half and half actually. The set's kind of like half new songs, half old songs. You mentioned being out with Iron Maiden, and obviously the the connection is the uh, paternal one. How has your dad uh, offered any suggestions or notes? Because like he's done so much in his career, musically, but also just like I'm going to learn how to edit and I'm going to cut this video. How much of that kind of like just do it yourselfness has kind of have you taken from that yourself? Yeah, yeah. I think I think more than I, I think uh, more than I realize. I think um, he's always kind of drummed that into me that like you know it's just. If you're going to do this, you need to make sure you stick to your guns and you know what you're doing and and you kind of essentially don't let people sort of change your mind just for the sake of changing your mind. Because obviously, if people have ideas, take them on board and, and try and work out if you think things are good. But the more you grow as a band, the more people are involved, like record label, management, whoever, promoters, whoever it might be, and the more opinions, and you, you have to try and kind of filter through what you you know to try and stick to the path you think the band should be on is probably the toughest thing so he's always kind of drummed that into me and you know I think that's essentially why we work the way we work you know like we are kind of pretty much self-produced for with everything really when it's you know like the down to the well down to definitely for songwriting down to tracking um you know I, I essentially engineer the out engineer all the music sit there you know there's not a there's not a note that goes down on the album that i'm not sitting there recording or edit or mixing or anything you know i think i i assume that that i get that from my dad anyway i don't who knows (laughs) well it's gotta be nice in that way like there's a lot of and understandably bemoaning sort of the big labels and such but the fact that you are able to be so hands-on and something that's coming out under the Raven age name, like that you guys have really, like you said, every note has been thought about and considered and really like you put time into this. And I think you can hear that on the record, like there is effort put into making the sound as good as it can be and have the songs be as strong as they can be and all of that. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, it's a nice feeling, you know. I mean, we essentially, obviously, the album's not out. That's why we're really looking forward to it coming out on the seventh. Is because it's been a hell of a lot of of hard work. We really have like sort of poured our hearts and souls into into the album. It's I think 
album and not just not just writing an album recording it but the entire campaign um you know it, it is a hell of a lot of work and and we feel like we've been working our socks off for, for a while to, and and you know you kind of reap the benefits when it comes out and it seems to be going down really well with fans so far they seem to like the singles and you know fingers crossed they like the rest of the album and I guess the most important question as we kind of try to wrap up, when are you coming to the US? Because I played the singles for my my oldest son who loves Maiden, loves all of you know this genre. And like from the first notes of the single, he was just like, Oh yeah, this this is something good. I like this. <laughs> well, I mean, funny enough, like, like, well, North America, North America as a whole is probably our our biggest platform in terms of stream numbers. And if you look at all the stats and stuff like that, there's a, a huge chunk of our fans uh, are from over the pond. So it, it is very much in discussion. Obviously, we were due to do our first headline shows in February or March 2020. We came over and did like a radio promo tour, essentially drove like jumped in a van and did like west coast to east coast stopping off at radio stations and stuff doing some acoustic performances and then we were due to play in new york on like the 14th it was i think and two days before we like flown home like lads all the airports are closing you need to get home obviously you're gonna get stuck and since then we've been trying to find a way how to get back and i don't know essentially yet but we're, we're working on it for next year we're, we're, we're desperately trying to get over there next year yeah so Fingers crossed. Blood Omen, new album by The Raven Age, is available July 7th, wherever you get your music. For more information to find out when they're playing near you, and hopefully that is in the U.S., their website is theravenage.com. You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website at rockandrollgradschool.com and don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist. Our reluctant producers are John Sauvey and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thank you, good night, and may all your favorite bands stay together. Yeah.